You may be seated. Loving God, we ask your Holy Spirit to continue with us, giving us open ears and open hearts to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had one of the biggest surprises of my life a few weeks ago. I'd mentioned to my husband, William, that once in my life I'd like to have a surprise birthday party. But one of the benefits of midlife is that I had completely forgotten that I'd ever made that comment. <laughs> so my family had a dinner for me the weekend before my birthday, and the following weekend, William and I were to go to friends for dinner, which we'd been trying to schedule for ages. Now, you need to know that I'm quite a detective, and so it's a challenge surprising me. When we arrived at our friend's home, the wife said, oh, we need to go in through the garage so you can see my husband's latest project. As the garage door went up, I suddenly noticed legs <laughs> attached to people and heard a resounding surprise, happy birthday. Then I realized my kids were there and my family had planned the whole thing. This was an amazing accomplishment, and not least that so many people were able to keep a secret. And you know the best thing about it? I was totally surprised. I didn't have to pretend that they had succeeded in surprising me. I will never forget the feeling I had as it dawned on me what was happening. I was overcome with joy at the wonderful gift of love being given to me. That experience got me thinking about the way life surprises us in good and in not so good ways. Well, we got a big surprise this year, didn't we? No electricity, no power, no heat. For some, it was the terrifying shock as huge trees fell on their homes. But then many were surprised by the gracious kindness of friends who took them in. One friend told me how she actually was grateful for the power outage. While she was out of town, with no TV or email, her husband called her frequently and communicated with her more than he'd done in over 40 years of marriage. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a joke. One of our choir members was walking around her home tired and cold as it was getting dark for another night and the power was still out. So she cried out, cried out, come on, Jesus. And at that very moment, her lights came on. <laughs> Surprise! Grace happens. But so many things we take for granted, don't we? Such as electricity, heat, light, hot water, hot showers, hot food, hair dryers, warm homes, and warm beds to sleep in. This Christmas, hopefully we'll realize how blessed we are and that countless numbers of people do not have the conveniences we hardly stop to notice every day. I recall a wonderful surprise many years ago when friends offered us their cabin for a week at Bodega Bay in Northern California. 
Now, when I hear the word cabin, I think small, rustic, old, probably dilapidated. Well, we followed the directions and passed the tiny places I thought were the beach cottages. Then as we left the town behind us, we found ourselves approaching large, beautiful homes dotted over the hillside, looking down to the ocean. As I gradually began to realize once again what was happening, I laughed out loud, uncontrollably. I couldn't believe my eyes. Were we staying in one of these houses? Surprise! God's generous love and provision overwhelmed me. I had an early Christmas surprise this year. This was before the power outage. One tradition we have is going to cut our own Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving at a tree farm in North Bend. They have cider, cookies, hay rides, and Santa is there. This year, I did a surprising thing with an even more surprising outcome. There weren't any children in line for Santa, and so on the spur of the moment, I said to him, may I sit on your lap? As I never did that as a little girl in England, I sat down and had a wonderful chat. (laughs) That's a hat I wore when the power was out. I had a wonderful chat with Father Christmas, as we call Santa in England. And as I got up, I told him that I might show our picture when I preached today. And he said, sit down again. (laughs) And then he surprised me by saying this. So you know the real meaning of of Christmas is all about Jesus. And he's the greatest gift of all. We gave each other a big hug. Surprise. Santa believes in Jesus. But there are surprises in life we hope to avoid, or if not, we hope that God will be with us through them. An unexpected diagnosis, a spouse walking out, the sudden loss of a loved one. We're always surprised by suffering, but it's often the way we come closer to God. Maybe this Christmas you long for the surprise of a healed relationship or a restored marriage, the surprise of freedom from the grip of an addiction, or maybe the surprise of finding a new life and a new identity after a divorce. But then there are the surprises God brings into our lives. Listen to how God has shown up in surprising ways in these lives. One friend writes, Christmas morning, 2004. My husband told me he didn't love me any longer. My world crashed. I kept it together, and that day we went over to my son and daughter-in-law's for Christmas. My youngest son was so anxious to give me his gift. He said he'd never purchased anything like it before. I opened the box and found a diamond cross. He couldn't know as I put it around my neck that it was a tangible sign to remind me that although I was in such a horrible place, God was with me. I've worn it almost 24-7 since that day. And then she went on, the Easter weekend miracle 2005. On Good Friday, this same husband called me as I was in a grocery store and said he was so unhappy he would sign any papers if I would move out. I had no place to move. 
On Easter morning, I checked my email, something I normally don't do on a Sunday. My landlord had just sent me an email. He'd heard from my close friend that I needed a place to rent. Just that day, he was putting a rental sign on his newly renovated duplex. If I was available right then, he had 10 minutes to meet me at the duplex. I drove over, she says, without makeup. I walked in and said, I'll take it. I believe this was truly God guiding me to open my email, my landlord to contact me, and my friend to mention to him only the day before that I was looking for a place. She goes on, I am mostly surprised that I have literally become a new person in the last few years. God has brought me through so many trials, the illness and death of a dear friend and my own divorce. He surrounded me with people to love and encourage me. God has revealed to me I am stronger and more compassionate than I thought possible. And he's not deserted me as I struggle to forgive. He loves me the same. He's not deserted me as I forget him. He's always there and I know it in the deepest part of my soul when I finally remember to turn to him. He's gifted me mercy, grace, hope, and unconditional love. And then she told me this last week, if I had to do it all over again, I would. It's all been worth it. And now she's rejoicing because her son and daughter-in-law have just found out that they'll be able to bring home their adopted baby much sooner than they had anticipated. She writes, I remember holding my son for the first time, and God let me be a part of the moment when that son learned he was to be a father. That was a holy moment. It's a surprise that God can bless so many in a way that is meant only for them through a singular moment in time. Such was yesterday when I saw them crying in each other's arms, whispering the news that their son Joshua was legally theirs. God was with each of us in my living room, reaffirming love. It was a miracle moment in time. None of us choose the path of suffering, but God uses it to bring growth and transformation into our lives. God lovingly shows up in the midst of our brokenness, grief, and pain and whispers, surprise, I love you. I'm with you always. I'll never leave you. I'm here to help you. Another friend wrote, I'm surprised by the things that God puts together for me that are so far beyond what I would ask to happen. I'm stunned by the people he's put me together with at just the perfect moment so that there's no doubt that he's the one putting together that surprise. There have been times when I've pleaded to God to send me a sign to help me know that he's not left me. I never get the sign or solution I had in mind, but then he totally surprises me with a solution or an open door that takes me further towards grace than any fix I had imagined. Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent, when we celebrate God's gift of love in the sending of his son, Jesus, to be born as a baby in Bethlehem. Talk about a surprise God risking weakness, vulnerability, and dependency. 
Now, I'm sure Mary never expected an angel to show up in her kitchen and say, surprise, do I have a surprise for you? Wasn't Mary's response astounding to the angel's announcement that even though she was a virgin, she was going to give birth to the Son of God? She said the equivalent of, okay, Lord, whatever you say, no pushback, no argument, simply a question for clarification. Uh, Excuse me, how is this going to happen? What an amazing trust in God. Imagine her courage as she had to tell Joseph. And then Joseph, thinking the worst of Mary, was himself surprised by a visit from an angel who told him to go ahead and marry Mary as what she told him was true. Now Mary knew about no power the night Jesus was born. There wasn't a power outage that night. There was no electricity, no generator or running water, but hopefully a fire, perhaps, for heat and light and the warmth of the animals. But all the power of God's love shone brightly and was focused in that baby like a laser beam of love and light and life. And the angels, I think, sang, Surprise! Jesus knows about lots of power of another kind. Jesus has all power and authority, but he was willing to set it all aside and be born as a baby, live as a servant, and die as a criminal on a cross, What amazing humility. What staggering downward mobility. What astonishing love. How I wish we could be utterly surprised this Christmas with what God did for us. He was willing to let Jesus leave the comfort, safety, and glory of heaven and come to earth not as a conquering tyrant, but as a helpless baby. Everything about Jesus' birth, life, and death His being raised from the dead is a big surprise. The only problem is we are not surprised or shocked by it anymore. I pray that we would be again this very Christmas Eve. What do you think God was thinking? Was God thinking? Yes, God was thinking how much he loves us. God was seeing that we were in such a mess. How could he get our attention and get us to realize how much he loves us. How could he get us to believe that he wants to be in a relationship with us? So we heard this morning, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus wants to move not only into your neighborhood, but into your home, into your heart and your life. I want to share the story of a man I'm going to call John who discovered this only a few years ago. Now, John had gone to various churches since grade school, but he didn't ask Jesus to come into his heart and life until he was 65 years old. He'd always say that he wasn't ready to make that commitment. He hadn't had all his questions answered to his satisfaction. Then God showed up in a surprising new way in Walter Ray, our interim senior pastor. John says he waited 50 years for Walter. Because he was able to trust Walter, John was finally able to trust Jesus Christ with his life. Now, it wasn't that John didn't believe in God. 
but he didn't want to be a hypocrite. He knew that he needed God on his side as he went through cancer treatment. He knew he only had a 10 to 20% chance of survival and was happy many people were praying for him. His wife has always been praying for him. All of this obviously had an impact on his life. He told me last week that the cancer brought him to his knees. He has been free from cancer for almost 10 years. He told me that his wife sees changes in him. He thinks he's the same person. But he knows that before he might have thought a prayer in his mind, but he would never have prayed out loud. Somehow he'd never realized before that it's all about a relationship with Jesus, not about knowing facts, not about trying to know the whole Bible. Looking back, he now sees that God had his hand on his life all along, providing and protecting in surprising ways, but he didn't know it. Isn't it amazing that God knows exactly what each one of us needs? God is that personal. He knows that we're all different. Hello, he made us that way. He has the surprising, the stunning ability to relate to each one of us as a unique individual. He loves and respects us that much. I started by telling you about my surprise birthday party. Well, did you know that they throw a party in heaven every time one lost soul turns to God? Listen, Jesus said, count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescue life than over 99 people in need and no need of rescue. So they threw a party for John. They threw one for me. They threw one for you. We've heard this this morning already. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it is. He came to help, to put the world right again. For God so loved the world, for God so loved you and me. My prayer is that today we can all say, for God so loved me that he sent his only son. Love, it's our deepest longing to be loved and accepted just as we are. God offers us that gift this Christmas. We simply have to receive it and say thank you. Then God's love by the power of his spirit does its wondrous surprising work in us, changing us and transforming us from the inside out to be more like Jesus. I wonder, what would be the most surprising gift you could receive this Christmas? Or have you given up on surprises or at least being surprised by God? Remember Jesus said we have to be like little children to understand God's ways of doing things. Children are full of anticipation, wonder, excitement, and revel in the mystery of this glorious night when God comes to earth as a baby and gives us a huge surprise. Some of you will remember the movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Some of you won't. Well, guess what? Tonight it could be Jesus. But you'll need to invite him because he's a gentleman and he doesn't force himself on anyone. Jesus is saying to us, 
We read it in Revelation 3.20. Look at me. I stand at the door. I knock. If you hear me call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Will you receive God's greatest gift of all, the gift of his son Jesus this Christmas? Maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundred and first time. Will you invite Jesus into your heart and life so that he can live in you by the power of the Holy Spirit and lead your life and forgive your sins? Will you give him permission to show up in your life and say, surprise, I love you. May I come and live in you. If you want to do that, I invite you now to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Please come into my heart and life today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being willing to come, to live for us, to die for us, to rise again, so that we might have life and life eternal. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen.